Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Where is the engine in a Formula One car? Is it in the back? Yeah. You should know that because we've stood right in front of an engine. Yeah, but they're all the same, aren't they? Like, no one would put their engine in a different place. But what I'm trying, Where else are they gonna look, put all it? right, that sounded really fucking stupid. In the front. No, what, what I was trying to get at. Yeah, in the. Oh uh, my god, I can't believe what I've just said. It's clearly not. I in can the believe front it wing. because this is pit stop. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast once again. That was nice and tame compared to last week. I've, I wanted to dial it down a little bit. You can't always be full on. No. Because then the full on ones won't stand out as much. Not only that, we are currently filming this at 10 o'clock on Sunday evening and it's going live at midnight. So two hours is yeah. going to go live. Guys, it's been a bit of a hectic weekend this yeah. weekend. Yeah, it has. We had one of our friend's weddings, so we were both down south. Our best friend James got married. Congratulations to James! I think, we, I think yes. we mentioned it already. Well done, James, on the marriage. Congratulations, James and Gabby. It was a beautiful wedding. Amazing. And do you know what? I don't. I didn't feel hungover today. Really, I didn't actually feel hungover because I think I just sweated it all out last mm. night. Oh my god, it's been so ridiculously hot. A like. million degrees, and uh, we go again tonight. Yeah, tonight the Gumball Rally is coming through London, and the party is at tape but it doesn't start till midnight. So on Sunday <laughs> at midnight, oh we're going God. to a club, which is like the craziest thing ever. So it made sense to get ready, film, do the pod now, put it up, and then we're going to just go across London. <laughs> and literally when this episode goes up, we will be entering a club. That is the weirdest thing on a Sunday night. It's a weird, it is weird for Sunday, but ugh, I don't know, actually, things aren't weird to me anymore. It's very gumble. So it's much like stuff. Sunday midnight. I love it. Yeah. So much stuff, so much weird stuff happens to us all the time. I just kind of, I welcome it now. It's going to be good though to see Max, see everyone from Gumble. I hope their drive down from Edinburgh has been good. Obviously, it's the Gumble rally this week. They started in Edinburgh and they parked at Batsea Power Station now. The party is at tape. I'm sure we'll update you guys in Thursday's episode for mm. pre-Canada. If we're still alive. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a great night. We're going to be just fine, mate. Of course we are. I do want to give a massive shout out to the Norwegians. Okay. Yep. What Norwegians? The the Norwegians, just the Norwegians. Oh, shout out to the Norwegians. No, I'm joking. James's cousin. So James, my friend James, before we dive into the, well, this kind of loops back round to the pod. Little story I want to tell. James's cousins mm. from his dad's side are Norwegian. Mm-hmm. So there was there's Mutz, there's Daniel, and there's fuck. I think it's Patrick. Don't get the name wrong. I out. don't think it's Patrick. <laughs> I think it's, I'm so sorry. It was the first time I met him. But I wanted to give them a shout out because they asked for it. Yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also because they, they said that a lot of their friends are into the F1. And when they go back to Norway, uh, Oslo is where they're from. They're going to 
tell all their friends to listen to the Pissed Off podcast. So, hello, the Norwegians. We actually had a few people over the weekend, and um, Hugo's girlfriend, Hugo's uh, fiance, fiance now, they're engaged. Congratulations to Hugo as well. <laughs> oh. I am aware that the listeners probably don't have any idea what we're talking about, but coming up in today's he episode... didn't finish your sentence. What about Hugo's fiance? Oh, I was going to say she loves the podcast. She does love the podcast. Yeah, and it was great to get some feedback from people in person because it's usually like over a message or... Yeah. I don't know, it's, it can feel very much like numbers on a screen until you speak to someone in person and she was telling us about her favourite episodes and that. So yeah, shout out to you. Yep. I want to shout out to the, Norwe- no, the Norwegians especially because... I want to tell this story because I think the people at home will really love it. Because when he, when Daniel was telling us, it was it was just so cool. The way he was telling it, maybe it's because I was drunk, but I just I could see it in my head. Yeah. I could see what he was talking about. And so I won't say who, but they're friends with an F1 driver. Yeah. Not currently on the grid, but um, they and they've had you know they've spent time with these with this guy, and uh, he was telling me how he was at his, Daniel, the Norwegian, <laughs> I'm just going to call him the Norwegian. He was at this guy's house and said F1 driver was talking to him and he was saying, what's your, what's your dream car if you could have any car? And he said, oh, it would be the RS6. I think it's an Audi. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know what, I was there when he said it and I, I was th- thinking, I don't know what an RS6 <laughs> is. So I just nod my head. I think it's an RS6. And so basically said F1 driver had an RS6 in the garage. Yeah. So he just tossed in the keys and said, let's go for a drive. Now, Daniel couldn't believe it. He was like, wow, this is cool. So they've gone out in the car. Daniel's, you know, zipped it round, was loving life. It was like the, the his dream car. He, he was wanted to like the chance to drive it so bad and he got the chance to drive it. And then they swapped over and the F1 driver said F1 driver who shall not be named was then in the driver's seat and he was driving while Daniel was in the passenger seat. And he said, being in a passenger seat with this driver, like he was just so calm. Yeah. And and he kind of did this motion with his hands. Showing that, like the twitchiness of when you're flying a car, you know what it's like with a wheel. Like. He had a, de- a very dead pan face and then he was just moving his arms like this. And he says, man, he, he, was, he was pushing the car to the, its absolute limits. And he knew that because he could see he was fighting with the car, but it, well, he wasn't fighting with it. He was just like every micro movement of his hands was like the car was on the limit and he was just pushing it, pushing it, but nothing happened. Completely able to control it, yeah. But he was just so relaxed. And I would love, it made me think it would never happen for health and safety, but I would love to see an F1 race without the helmets on. Because I just want to see what's going on in their faces. Well, maybe you because could just when you put see a me, cam on the inside. Well, yeah, you could. That's like what Apple have just done with their new night vision goggles, whatever the fuck they're doing. But... I look at our faces when we drive that scene. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> and always some of the guests, as well. Yeah, yeah. Some of the guests that we have on, like, they're getting stuck into it. But then you watch, like, Oscar or Felipe or Ollie Behrman, and they're just very calm and collected. I'd love to see the whole F1 grid race around a track in normal cars. That, then maybe you could see their faces. Just whack them all in an True. RS6. In an RS6. There you go. But I know what you mean. They're just so in control. Mm. They can feel the weight of the car. They know like when it's going out and... Well, it's funny because sometimes when I'm, you know, ragging the golf yeah. around, I'm very calm and collected. You are. And you're not in the passenger seat. No. <laughs> yeah. You always have some choice words about my driving. I've never crashed. Nothing's ever happened. I've never had a speeding ticket. 
I've had a few parking fines. I've had a few parking fines. Excuse me, like seven parking fines a day. I've had a few parking fines, but I will. I can happily say I've never had a speeding ticket. Well, congratulations. Because I, I don't drive fast. I just drive smart. Drive smart, not fast. Exactly. And so everyone at home, remember your green cross code. Don't drive fast. Just drive smart. smart. Coming up in today's episode, we asked you guys on Instagram at Pitstop to send us some voice notes, which is great. We've got absolutely loads to go through. But before that, there has been stuff happening in the Formula One world. One of my favorite pieces of information I wanted to bring to today's episode. Mm -hmm. Fernando Alonso has said himself that Spain was the last race he won't get a podium this season. I fucking applaud that. I need to applaud that. Yeah, we're going to applaud Fernando Alonso for that. That is a bold statement. He's a bold man. Do if, you believe it? Anyone on the grid could have said that, and I wouldn't have believed any of them bar Alonso and Max. Okay. And if Lewis had the car, I would have believed Lewis as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's like really bold off the back of Spain because uh, he wasn't necessarily fast in, in Spain and people expected a lot more of Alonso there. So... Mm to then come out with that statement. And I love the way that F1 shared it and it goes everywhere. Like it's actually an official piece of, he said it. I like it, I like it. It's, it's a weird one because I think you have different drivers on the grid who their personalities are obviously very different. I think Max's personality, because he's so locked in, I think he can, you know, and this is not new to it, I think everyone knows this, but he could, you probably rub people up the wrong way with his attitude. But I think it's just because he's focused and locked in. But maybe some drivers can come across as being an arsehole. And I say this because Christian Horner, I was watching him on Diary of a CEO earlier mm. with Stephen Bartlett. And I can't remember the exact question now, but, and there's a bloke on the balcony. Don't turn around, but he's Is he staring. staring? The yeah, geezer that always stares. Because we've got the curtains open and we've got this oh, light no, on Oh no, for the first time we've got everything set up but haven't shut the curtains, I've just realised. That's okay, it's fine. They can just witness the magic. Shall I just start taking my gloves off? <laughs> nah, nah, don't do that. There's studio lights on and everything. You can imagine what it looks like. It looks disgusting in here. Because we're sweating as well, because yeah, it's so oh freaking hot in here. You have like hot. a bead of sweat on your nose. Thank you, sir. I like it. It's hot. Um... And he was, like, Stephen Bartlett asked Christian Horner, like, the difference between, I can't remember it, but it was, like, being an asshole and being confident. That's wrong. I've got that wrong. And Christian Horner was like, look, you can get them both mixed up a lot of the time. And also, a lot of F1 drivers are like that. F F1 mm. is the kind of sport which attracts that because it's not a team sport. I mean, it is. Don't get me wrong, it is. But racing is very much like a singular person. You have to be in it for yourself. And when we were watching the James Hunt uh, documentary they were saying you know James Hunt he wasn't that competitive when it comes to team sports he never wanted to play football mm. he never wanted to play anything when you're in it as part of a team he just wanted to go out yes. there and win it for himself it is a very solo sport and, and you, you also notice a lot of the F1 drivers if you look at the other sports they play a lot of them are like solo sports like they well James Hunt liked tennis and stuff like that and paddle. even and even paddle sometimes that might be a duo sport but you know when you really think about it, a lot of the things they do are solo things as well. Mm. So it, it kind you can see it in the mindset. But that Christian Horner interview was great because yeah, I know I know the bit you're talking about. And he was saying like I completely got it wrong what they were he, talking about. He was about, basically but... just saying how amazing it is that they have Max because compared to the rest of the drivers on the grid, he is the most locked in, the most focused. The mm. mo you know, we've been speaking about a lot in the last couple of episodes. You are right. His Instagram is solely racing. He's not he's not focused on other things. But one thing I took from that Christian Horner interview that I loved, and it's actually really important information before 2021, because obviously Red Bull won 2021. They hadn't won for a while before that, Mercedes dominance. 
But obviously, COVID happened, didn't it? <laughs> I love it when you start reeling up this well, shit. Well, before 2021, you had the COVID. <laughs> yeah, we had COVID. Which would yeah. have messed up yeah. so many of these teams. Because yeah. out of nowhere, they would have had to start working remotely, which Christian was saying. They probably had to let quite a few people go as well, I imagine. I don't know if that's probably, a fact or not, but yeah. But, but it's massive props to Red Bull. Because out of nowhere, that was a massive change of how they worked. And quite clearly, Red Bull did it very well. Because in that year, two years of COVID, they were able to come back in 2021 with a championship winning car. They built, he was saying they built a car virtually. You're building a car on like Zoom and that. Like. I wonder how that worked with like cost cap stuff. Well, I don't think it worked very well, did it? <laughs> I mean, they went over the cost cap in 2021. <laughs> So, but COVID was 2020. There was no racing on, right? Oh, what cost cap with COVID? During COVID, when there was like no racing on, mm. I wonder how much. I wonder how that worked with like developing a car, but then they weren't racing. Yeah, I'm not sure. So then, how much of an eye did the FIA have on? I don't know. That I just it could be really obvious. I've just got no idea. We'll have to ask someone from a team at some some, point. some secret secret developments going on. I would love to know what it was like, like in the factories during COVID for that, because it must have been crazy. They must have had some workforces in that couldn't talk to other workforces, and then some people in, because they, these factories are 24 hours. It That's another been, crazy. It thing must have I been a logistical know. nightmare. Literally every factory in F1 is 24 hours. There's a night shift and a day shift. They come in, they start building parts, and it's just a round clock. Yeah. I always find it crazy when I'm asleep, and I'm just, when I'm not when I'm asleep, but when I'm lying in bed just thinking like, wow, I'm lying here and someone's out there doing that. But even right now, someone's probably building a front wing or pumping up a tire. Well, well, right maybe, now, maybe anything, not pumping anything up could a be tire. going on, really. Also, that's another thing with tires. Yeah. You see how Pirelli scrape them, or the guys, whoever does it, scrapes the tires at the end. Oh, yeah? Why do they do that, for one? Like, surely once a tire's been used, it's done. And two, there's got to be a quicker way than standing there with a heat gun and then a metal thing and having to actually scrape them bit by bit. Like, that's oh. got to be so old-fashioned. I don't know, to be honest with you. Well, my what opinion... What made when... you think of the scraping? When have we seen that? Well, I've, I've seen it a lot. Loads of videos online and people do it. We saw it when we were at the races. They I have the tent, was, don't they? I thought they... it was just to test the, the tyre. No, I... they always scrub every tyre after it. They take all the... I wonder whether it's to like use them in testing or use them in practice. Well, I actually don't, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I don't know anything about that at all. Yeah, I don't know. And then, yeah, but basically they use a heat gun and almost like a little chisel almost and do it bit by bit to get off. And I'm just thinking, isn't there a machine that could like heat the tire and just have a blade and it just spins around and scrapes it all at once? Like We live in a world where it seems today that there is a, there is a machine or there is a gadget to do anything, mm. but you can't still, you still can't replicate the human touch. Okay. You can't. So you reckon that's what it is? I think so. Or someone's going to take my idea and it's going to be made and it's going to be worth millions. It's like you can make, you know, you can, you can download a program which makes music on your laptop, but like to design a robot which plays the guitar is like, is, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Probably. I reckon it will happen though. It's happened, but it's just, you know, it's not, it's not great. Yeah, human touch. It's very true. Another breaking news piece of information. We've been speaking about the Red Bull floor a fair bit. Apparently, none of the teams will be able to do anything with the information that they learned from the Red Bull floor until at least Japan, because of the time it would take to make the changes. And by Japan, Red Bull would have changed so dramatically in upgrades 
that if anyone copies it, they'll still be so far behind anyway. Mm. So, so basically, it doesn't matter at all. But it would be interesting if, come Japan, we end up with like 18 little Red Bulls running around and then Red Bull have completely changed their car. Well, if any team needs to, uh, to copy Red Bull, it's probably Ferrari, right? Because I've read something online, okay, before we dive into these voice notes from the fans, which I'm actually quite eager to get into because it's going to be exciting. There seems to be an answer as to why Red Bull, I'm sorry, let me go again. There seems to be a reason why Ferrari maybe have not been doing too well. What could that be then, Mr. Fabio Bocca? So apparently, right, last year, I believe it was, the Ferrari was lacking in the, st- in the corners, not the straight line <laughs> speed. The straight line speed was good. Yeah. And from what I've read online at planetf1.com. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sourcing, though. Sourcing's good. Oh, you have to, mate. When, you do, yeah, when I was yeah. at, in, uh, at uni doing my fucking dissertation, I didn't do it. My sister did it. But she had, <laughs> to, she had to cite a load <laughs> of different things. You really want things. that information to be on the internet? You have a grade removed. Yeah, I'm joking. That was a lie. Yeah, he was definitely That lying. was just a fib. That was definitely a fib. <laughs> um, apparently, the CEO at the top of Ferrari basically said, look, because you... You make a car better in the corners, you sacrifice the straight line speed. That's just the way that it is. That's, it's like a trade-off. Ferrari, apparently, word of mouth, the CEO of Ferrari would not let the Ferrari be as quick in the corners because of the image of Ferrari. So he's basically saying there's no way that any other team can be faster than Ferrari in a straight line. Like We can't have that because, oh, wow. because we are Ferrari. So they sacrificed... The, the speed through the corners because they just they wanted to be so quick on a straight. And apparently that could be a reason. Now, I, this could just be hearsay. This could just be a load of mumbo-jumbo online. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But considering, you know, I am half Italian, so I feel like I'm allowed to say this. Yeah, yeah. Italians are quite stubborn, all right? We are. I know that I'm stubborn. Um, and I, I, I can get down with that. I can, I can see the CEO of, of, you know, Ferrari F1 team, whatever, saying, you know, you know we cannot be slower. So fuck it. Just make sure that we're really fast in a straight yeah, but, line. But, but surely you, the CEO of Ferrari looks at it and goes, well, we're not winning the race. Surely that's way more important on image <clears> than being <throat> quicker than someone on one straight. I don't know. I don't, like, know. I, I don't know. I get what you're saying. I don't know the actual logistics behind it. I could see it, something but... in that <clears throat> because Ferrari have amazing one lap pace. Mm. Like, and when they set up for one lap and qualifying, they're always great. Mm. When it comes to the race, it's almost like the cars are, well not a different car they were doing better last year than they are this year as well i know it, but also it's a weird scenario mercedes as we know last week they had two people on the podium we yep. have canada coming up and on thursday we'll have our pre-race chat about canada but someone from the mercedes tech team has come out this week and um was it nathan is, divvy uh, i'm not 100 sure on names <laughs> wasn't nathan divvy he no longer works at mercedes he does not and God, I'm full of information. That's Ruth Buscombe's husband. No. Even more Fiance. information. No. They're not married yet, are they? You haven't got that what's much information, actually. What's have it you? called? <laughs> if a woman's called uh, They're fiance, engaged. They're engaged. But what's a guy called? If a woman is someone's fiance when no, they get fiance engaged. No, fiance is just fiance, mate. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Fiance is fiance. Oh, really? Yeah. Fair. Well, you learn something new every day. But basically, he Fuck said... It, you're, <laughs> you're, you're a wealth of knowledge <laughs> yeah, today. Know, Jesus know, Christ. I know, I know, I know. I'm showing off. I'm showing off. By the way, I just got to say, the heat is getting the to me in this flat. The heat is getting to me already. I'm sweating. I'm, I'm, I'm pissing with sweat. Anyone who watches these TikTok clips online, just know that 
I am sweating my balls off. <laughs> yeah, sadly, he's come out and said that he doesn't think the Mercedes is going to be anywhere near as quick in Canada due to the circuit. However, Mercedes have been known to lie. Fibbers. Like, I have a feeling this could be a porky pie. Yeah. And I think Mercedes in Canada. You think they're going to be super freaking quick? Very quick. Interesting. So let's wait and see. But I just found it interesting that someone comes out and, like, says, uh, we're going to struggle in Canada. It's like, why would you say that? Like, <laughs> is it deliberate to make people think you're actually going to, or are you going to struggle? It like, could be to, so the fans don't get their hopes up too much, or it could be a bluff. It could mm. be a double bluff. Did you see the video Haas posted with the water in the car? Yes. We have to talk about that. Yeah. I had no idea that that, you know, like the water that for the listeners at home, I'm going to try and explain the best I can. Yeah, the water that the drivers drink in the helmet obviously comes through the tube, which is attached into the car. I originally thought that they genuinely, I thought they had the, it's like a water pack, like on their back, you know, like, hey, you have a rucksack <clears throat> or something and you'd have it in. I thought they'd be wearing it. I didn't really think where it would have actually gone. It goes in the back of the seat. Mm. It's the first time I've ever seen a fair play to Haas. If you go on their Instagram, they do like behind the scene videos and like people in the team and it's actually really interesting. But like behind the seat, before the seat goes in, they drop a little water pouch in and that has a tube that comes out that attaches It didn't look the like drivers. the cleanest pouch, by the way. No, it didn't. Did <laughs> it looked it? like yellow. And how fascinating that the amount of water they put in is analysed by the team before on the car's weight. So they, and they do it through a syringe. They don't just take the bag of water over to a tap, fill it to the top mm. and put it in the car. Like a water balloon. They measure out how exactly how much the driver will need, the weight of the car, everything, yeah. and syringe the water in and then drop the bag in. But then I was thinking, if it crashes, surely their water tube is attached to the car, but it would probably just snap straight away, wouldn't it? Yeah, there will be... Um, I actually thought... What was I thinking about then? I was thinking about that with IndyCar. When I watched IndyCar the other day, because they have the tubes which come out, or they have the water tube, mm -hmm. but they also have like an air, an air tube, don't they? Or they have something. Do they? Yeah, it's like a fighter pilot. I and I thought, you know, if they do crash and the car's on fire, for instance, and they need to jump out, what happens to that tube? There must be like a quick safety release mm. or something. I don't know. Maybe that's a question for another day. Yeah, I just found it really interesting. It's a fair play to Haas. It's really good to see the behind the scenes and like see how this stuff happens because I genuinely had no idea where the water was in the car. But yeah, the water didn't look too clean and surely it gets hot. Like in the, where is the engine in a Formula One car? Is it in the back? Yeah. You should know that because we've stood right in front of an engine. Yeah, but they're all the same, aren't they? Like no one would put their engine in a different place. Alright, that sounded really fucking stupid. In the front. No, what, what I was trying to get at, yeah, in the Oh yeah, my god, yeah. I can't believe what I've just said. It's clearly not. I in can the believe front it wing. because this is pit stop. What I was trying to say is though, is there anything directly behind that that would be really hot? Because then surely the water would get really hot. It probably is really hot, yeah. Um it's probably not gonna be an enjoyable drink, is it? I don't know if they're gonna put ice cubes in it. But water's water. I reckon maybe, you know, it could get to the point if they're doing a really hot race, like a really, yeah, in a hot country, they could probably pass out behind the wheel if they didn't have proper hydration. Here's a question for you. Yeah. If you got 10 ice cubes yeah. that was an amount of water and then you put that amount of water in a glass, would that water be heavier <laughs> as a liquid than a solid? Like, would 10 ice cubes be heavier than just that amount of water? 
No. No. No, it'd be the same weight. So maybe they but could. But you can't fit as many ice cubes, cubes in, the in the glass. Because I was thinking, wonder if these teams could not syringe it, they could just drop ice cubes in. Because if it was going to melt, it would be colder. But, but then yeah. you'd have to wait, wouldn't you? Like, if you're, if you're gasping <laughs> for a drink of lap three, but they haven't quite melted yet. Well, if, any team, bummed, out there, if any team out there wants two guys to sort their driver's water, you know, we can do ice, Ribena, squash. We Orange could, juice. Yeah, well, maybe that's mine and your job. We could take it at F1 team, giving the drivers their waters. You could do that if you want. <laughs> Before we fly into these voice notes, okay. I have, I was watching Matt and Tommy. Yeah. I like those guys. They inspire me. And they were talking about how, you know, F1 could, could potentially be better. And they were talking about bringing the points up to 15th place. Yes, I saw that. Rather than just 10th. So then I just, go I did a bit of Googling. And on carthrottle.com, there was 10 ways you think F1 could be improved. So I'm just going to reel these off super quick. I'm just going to, I want you to just tell me a quick fire answer. Okay, cool. Wherever you think it, it would work Whether, Yeah, up. and this has come from me as well. Someone who is statistically, can't even say that, Lisp nearly got me there as well. <laughs> statistically, very smart. There's a snake in the room. <laughs> Fuck off. Right, number one, remove all team assistance. What does that mean? So like radioing in, radioing in to the driver, offering help from the pit wall. Oh, it would make it interesting, but I think TV-wise, that's one of the main things, hearing the communication between. Like, otherwise, you could get a bit lost. Mm -hmm. if, you weren't, if we weren't in touch with the driver, I think the viewers would struggle to follow. Well, imagine this then. Imagine if we're in touch with the driver. Amazing, but then it would never work because all the teams would watch the broadcast. And then they'd be, in, they'd be able to watch it. Against FIA rules to watch the broadcast. Could work. That Next. would be quite interesting. <laughs> It'd be like Max, like, hey, could... Can you guys at home fucking tell Christian the car is shit today? It would be great because then drivers would be pitting off what they feel. Like, if you felt like your tyres were nearly gone, you'd be pitting. But well, then no, the pit would it, have to run out. Well, that's an interesting one. I mean, I was, you know, they would still hang the, the boards out and say lap pit, pit in two laps. But also, there. if they weren't able to, if they cut communications and they couldn't necessarily even see the car, like it was back in the day... A, a driver would just pull into the pits and would have lost half the car or crashed or lost a nose cone and, and they wouldn't have it ready. And this is really interesting because this goes back to Ferrari again. Uh, during Barcelona, I believe they asked uh, Leclerc. No, Leclerc wrote it in and said he wanted to pit for softs. Mm. And they said, okay. And then as he came into pit, they pitted him for hards anyway. Okay. The reason that Max does so well with Red Bull is because he is kind of left to his own devices. If Max says... And you hear George do it as well. Like yep. George is very responsive with the team Mercedes. If he says like, look guys, I think we should go on wets or inters because it's going to start raining or I think we should be on hards. They listen to the driver. Ferrari don't, Ferrari haven't been doing that. Mm. They've been, you know, and they need to put more trust in their drivers because they're the ones in the car anyway. There is also a rumor that I George digress. Russell has signed a new deal with Mercedes, but I'm sure we'll get there on Thursday. We will get there. Number two, bring back refueling. Nah, nah, dangerous, nah. dangerous. Yeah I, don't, yeah. yeah, I don't think you need it. It's just an extra thing, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Number four, wider tyres. I don't think we no, need No, we that. don't need anything wider. I, I, Damon Hill already. shared a photo earlier, and obviously I can't show the people listening, but look at that. That's a difference in car sizes from when Damon raced to now. Wow. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. We do not need wider cars. So they hadn't actually gotten much bigger. From 1988, so you got one of the old McLarens there with the Marlborough branding. Between 1988 and 2008, so what's that, 30 years? No, that's only 20 years, isn't it? That's 30 years. Great math. That's 20 years, isn't it? Huh? It's 
Yeah, it's 20 years. 98, 2008, that's 20 years. You yeah. thought it was 30 years. I was you? trying to count it in my head. <laughs> I'm just as thick as you. In, in the space of 30 years, the cars didn't really get much bigger. But then between 2008 and, and 2022, they've gotten massive. And look at the wheel as well. They didn't use the same wheel. They used a the round wheel back yeah. then. Okay, next one. Uh, number seven, because I'm going to skip some of these. Cheaper tickets. What, for, re- for fans? Yeah. Yeah, get them as cheap as they can. I mean, I was watching the Barcelona race and obviously part of the track is the hill. And I don't know whether you have to buy a ticket to go on the hill or whether that's just like an entrance thing. But I get that Formula One has got massive, but you could have way more people there. Mm. That hill was like half empty. You do look around the track sometimes at certain races and think you could have a load of people there. Mm. You could have a load of people there. Is there not a ticket that you could offer that would be like almost like a standing kind of thing, a, a... a concert you don't have a seat but you can you know what i mean like a free roam kind of thing i think that happens at imola yeah imola you can walk quite around. a lot quite a lot well even at silverstone and in barcelona to be fair when we went to barcelona you could watch it from where you wanted if you didn't have a seat yeah but there was just certain areas at barcelona i thought there could have been more people so cheaper tickets would be great yeah okay fair enough i don't know whether that would really make the racing better I mean, it would make mm. the fan experience. I mean, this better. is just this is just general like improve F one in general. Um, number nine, no DRS. No, I think I I think DRS is good. I think the difference between the car at the front of the grid and the car at the back is quite a lot. I mean, the difference between the fucking car at the front and the car in second is quite a lot, yeah. as we know with Red Bull. So I think the other teams need DRS. I think that's a, that's a stupid... What's the 10th one? And then I'll give a roundup of what I think they should do off them. Fewer rule restrictions. So <sighs> this is both related to aero and engines. Um, I don't know so enough about the restrictions. probably not really territory we should get into. Probably not. It wrong. No, no I, I think the changes don't need to be drastic. I think we spoke about DRS the other day when we said... Um, maybe they could do something where you get like 100 seconds of it a race. I don't know. I think for me, the main thing is the cars are massive, which makes overtaking hard. Um, Why do you think they've gone so big? Like Just for the regulations, being, having to keep a certain amount of that new energy stuff in it. Maybe, I, I don't know. The renewable energy things might take a lot of It is since the hybrid era, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. I do like the idea of top 15 getting points. Like, I do like that they said that. I, I, I do think that could be good because it would, like, open that all up a bit more. Mm. But then it's one of them. Would you then be as excited if you get, like, one point? Like, maybe when it's top 10, it's like the top 10 is a big deal. Whereas if it's top 15, is it then like, oh, we got a point? No, I don't know, because I think, I think all 20 should be a big deal. This is, like, the biggest... This, this is the top of racing. F1 is the top of motor racing mm-hmm. as far as I'm, I, and anyone's concerned, really. It is. It's, yeah. like, it's like, that's it. You've reached it now. So you have to be, you know, of a certain caliber to get into F1. So, I mean, I thought the whole grid could get points, like from 20 all the way to first. And then when you get into the top 10, they're considerably more. But, you know, last year, what was it? Latif- what, Latifi, how many points did he have at the end of last season? I don't know. I'm gonna, well, William's got zero. Right. Well, there you go then. That sucks. Like, at least for a boost of morale for a team, if Latifi had come last every race last year, at least he would have had, like, 22 points. Do you know what, what I mean? Did you get a point for coming last? Yeah. No, Just I one, don't, one don't singular point. point. What, so even if you DNF, you get a point? No, that's the thing. If you DNF... If you don't finish, you don't get a point. Zero points. If you finish the race, well done. That's what, Even if you're last, that's one point. 
Okay, maybe it could work. Or maybe they could change the spread of points. It's like 100... It's like 50... Nah. No, that, no that's, what like, I was gonna, that's what I was saying. It's so, like 100 points can go out over a race weekend. Once you get into the top 10, so rather than getting one point for coming 10th, you get 10 points. You get 10 points for coming 10th, but you get one point for coming last. Mm. But then coming first, you get like 50 points. And then what they should do from the qualifying grid is... Um, Make it so there's actual rivalries. So the person who you line up next to, whoever f- whoever finishes in front gets an extra point. Like make rivalries between mm, two people as well. Runs, yeah. So a bit like the F1 game where there's actual rivalries. I wonder if that could actually work. Probably not. Probably it's not. Probably a pit stop idea. I mean, considering that you know F1's been going for X amount of years and they haven't started doing that yet, and then two, two random lads, guys come in a year ago who know absolutely nowhere, nothing. Who know absolutely nothing have just come up with that. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> onto the voice notes. Yeah, let's get onto the voice notes. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Breaking news! Breaking news! Uh-oh. We almost didn't mention Antonio Giovinazzi won Le Mans for Ferrari. How amazing is that? Absolutely, everyone was watching it. Everyone put on their stories. Like, I, it was crazy. That's like, massive. It, it's a massive thing. We were away, so obviously we were out. We, we didn't watch it, but yeah, I wanted to mention that. We didn't know much about Giovinazzi. We've seen him at a few races last year, um, and I wasn't really sure what he was doing, because he's not a... Re- is he a reserve driver for, for Ferrari? Ferrari? Yeah. Yeah. It's just nice to see him winning something. Like, when people leave F1, I always feel a bit... It's hard to follow. Like, for us, we're mainly an F1, F2 show. We're trying to learn about these other series. But, you know, we don't really get the chance to follow everyone. So to see him back and winning something is amazing. I'm a bit bummed that we didn't actually watch the 24 Maybe we should we go back and watch it. Yeah, because uh, obviously Oli Caldwell was in it. Mm. And also Juan. Yep. So respect to both of them for doing that, because that's an intense race. Mm-hmm. We now have some voice notes. Before we get into the one sent in from the listeners, me and Fabs were chatting, as we always have been for the last year. Do we think we could actually drive an F1 car? If we were to step into an F1 car and get into a garage and with no assist, do we think we could get in the car, drive out and complete a lap? So I have asked Mikey Brown from Aston Martin whether we could complete a lap in a Formula One car. Let's go, Mikey <laughs> Brown. Fernando Alonso's lead mechanic, let's go. So I sent Mikey a voice message and Mikey replied, Jake and Fabs. Wow, what a lovely surprise this is. <laughs> There's a small question to which you think you could jump in a Formula One car, get in it, 
and then drive it out of the garage. I know he says fab can. Well, <laughs> you could try. You could try. From my opinion, I think you'll probably, one, you might struggle with the, getting the radio on, getting your helmet on, all that jazz. Being That'd be all right, getting the helmet, that's like the, the least hard part. tricky because most of the drivers I've worked with is hard to get them in the car at the right time. It's probably harder than we think. You then have to get in the car, to which Matty would have to give you a little bit of a leg up to get in it. Slide through the halo. Not sure if you'd fit in the seat. True, we haven't had seat fittings. Yeah, I wouldn't get my arse in there, for sure. And then this the first issue you're going to have is whether or not you're going to be able to fire it up. I'm just going to pause the voice note there very quickly. Mate, I know how to start a car. You put the key and you turn it. No, genuinely, how do you think you start a Ford Bronco? Push the start. Is it actually a push to start? I don't fucking know. Well, that's the thing. So I, how would we know I how to do it? So. I reckon it is, yeah. I reckon it's push to start. It's got to be. <laughs> that bit out. Um, and then the other issue moving forward from that would be pulling out the garage. So, which you might be able to do, you know. It's not okay. with your left foot. It would be with one of your hands. But I'm sure you'll be able to manage it looking at the uh, clutch. quality. Ah, clutch. Simulators. Uh, looking at the quality we have on the sims. Uh, okay. Okay, all right, sound. And then, uh, yeah, looking forward, when you're sitting in that little, nice little Formula One car, you'll be looking at me, and I could release you out of the garage with a little joke. Oh, so we'd be looking at him, wouldn't we? I've seen it recently, but obviously the Ferrari number one mechanic. Yes. Yeah. Did you see it? <laughs> but he slides you it. You can't knock him, can you? He's a... Wait, you saw the Ferrari guy slide it. Yeah. Did you see Mikey slide? Yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 he was he, taking he the video. He sent me the video as well from the song. <laughs> hey, sexy lady. He's a, he's a sexy looking man. <laughs> and uh, he's got that Italian physique, but he's also got a stunning jack slide. Is he talking about you or the Ferrari guy? <laughs> <laughs> I do have a stunning <laughs> jack slide as well. Red Bull, who's Checo's number one. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was uh, saying that the guys at Red Bull were doing it as well. There, but, um, we'll see. But yeah, fundamentally, bottom line is... I don't know if you would be able to get out of the garage. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we'll try and... Um, maybe we'll do it, but not with an F1 car. Oh. That might be a bit tricky. <laughs> um, Come on, mate. Like, what does he mean? Pod boys, and uh, we'll have to try and have a catch-up soon, but the the feedback I had after the first pod was was um, amazing. You know, with the with the success that the team's having at the moment as well, and it's, it's just been really, really good. So... Um, we need to try and try and catch up, have a beer, yes. and um, enjoy enjoy your life. Nice oh, to, nice to jump on it. So I'll speak to you soon, boys. Take care. Yes, Mike. Mikey Brown. What an absolute legend. I've got to say, I was full of confidence, yeah, when you asked me that question, until you revealed that you were going to be asking Mikey Brown, and I started to crumble a little bit. <laughs> However, it seems from that voice note that we could maybe potentially do it. Yeah, what we've taken away from that is... We could do it. Also, Matt Gallagher's done it. All yeah, right. Matt Gallagher has drove an F1 car. Actually, it doesn't really mean anything because he's much faster than me on the board anyway. However, if Matt can do it, I'd like to think I could give it a go. I would absolutely love to be sat in that Aston Martin with Mikey in front of me, Matt to the side of me, helping me in, put my water. Matt there as well. <laughs> uh, Mikey slides the trolley out. But no, what he was talking about in that is obviously that Ferrari pit crew guy went really viral for that. Hey, sexy lady swiping yeah, it. Yeah. And then Mikey did it last week in Barcelona, slid it and mm. made a video and that went viral. So is the slide not a thing? The, the, well, the 
Ferrari guys started So he it. pioneered the, the, then, the, the jack slide. I think so. And then Mikey did it. But then Mikey's saying that now the Red Bull guy, Perez's guy, is doing it as well. Uh, and they're all having a bit of banter between them. So it's something to watch in the pit crews. Because Mikey sent me a video of it, of them doing it. And it's jack hilarious. Slide. We'll I, actually, I actually pioneered the cha-cha slide. Yeah, it's one of my favorite dance moves. It is. Oh, it's amazing to hear from Mikey. And it's amazing that he says that feedback's been great because the response to that episode was like, it's one of our most viewed episodes ever and it hasn't even been up long. So massive thank you to Aston Martin for giving us that opportunity to speak to Mikey. And Mikey, just thank you for being such a legend. Like we stayed in touch and... I feel like Aston are one of those kind of legendary teams at the moment who I just feel like they're doing their their socials correctly. Mm, They do everything right. Their collaborations, the way that they film stuff. I feel like... Aston, I don't follow every single team on the grid on Instagram, but I follow Aston because I just feel like they do it right. Mm. McLaren, another team that really do it right. They're really in tune with the content they put out. I mean, we know Red Bull do it right, but Red Bull just do everything right these days, don't they? Yeah, it's kind of getting boring. I'm waiting for Red Bull to do something (laughs) wrong, to be honest with you. Yeah, we got a load of voice notes sent in from you guys here, which is great. It's really nice that we're able to hear from Mikey first. But I guess what we're going to do is just whittle through is whittle even the right word? Just yeah. play a load of these voice notes. If there's suddenly a cut, um, that's because we don't know what any of them are going to say. <laughs> Shout out Fraser with the first one. Let's go, Fraser. Let's see what he's got to say. Yes, Jake. Yes, Fab. This is my, I've got a question for you two. <clears throat> what is one rivalry you would like to see? Any, any drivers from any periods against each other, what rivalry would you like to oh, see? Oh, wow. What a great question. Okay. I would straight away, James Hunt, I'm putting in there as my with someone. Okay. Well, any driver from anywhere, I would love to see James Hunt and Verstappen. Mm. But, but in James Hunt's era, because okay. Verstappen obviously like, jumps <laughs> in the up the inside and battles yeah, and that. Yeah, 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 and yeah. That is just going to end in a fist fight, isn't it? This could, this could be a controversial one, but I would love to see Mick and his dad wow. on track together. Wow. It wouldn't really be a rivalry, though, would it? No, it wouldn't really be a rivalry. That'd be a really interesting dynamic. Has there ever been a father and son racing on track together? That's a good question. If you guys at home know, send us a DM. There might have been in, like, another series. I could see it in, like, Le Mans or something like that. Yeah. But I'm not 100% sure. Father and son. The father would have had to have had the son quite early on. Mm. There's probably, there's definitely been ones where, like, they work at the teams and that. But... Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, no idea. Who we got next? Next we have Hads. Okay. Now Hads Hads has a little disclaimer here. She says, please allow the voice. Hay fever has me in a choke hole. A choke hole. <laughs> so I sound dead. Uh, please allow the accent as well. She's a brummy. Shout out to uh, all the brummies out there. Hi guys. I've been a fan of the podcast for a while now. Let's um, go. Question for you both. If you could have any F1 driver or like team principal, anyone related to F1, dead or alive, from any decade, any year, whatever, who do you have on a pod and why? Hmm. Ooh. Well, we've said quite a few times that we'd love Alonso one and he's a current driver. Yep. But let's now take the f- current grid away and let's say who would we love to have on that isn't on the current grid. I need to, it's, it, it, I need to go back to the person that you just said a minute ago. It's James Hunt. Yeah, it would, would have just been unbelievable. We'd, we'd sit here... James Hunt, couple of beers and just let our hair down and just talk about... 
I don't even think we would talk about F1 with James Hunt. Yeah. I think he's like one of those naturally talented guys that got in a car and raced, but then like outside of it, he probably doesn't even talk about F1. True. For me, it'd be Senna. Yep. Just because I'd love Senna walking through our front door and coming to sit on our sim, just to watch the, the magnificence mm. of Senna drive around the track on and, our sim. And see all your mini champs with his yeah, name. Yeah, I know. When, <laughs> I, when I started getting the mini champs, so I got the whole Senna collection because I've always loved Brazil, like ever since I was younger. For me, a lot of it was football. Like, you know, I loved all the Brazilian football team and... But I've just loved the the Brazil flag for me is so special. I used to draw it when I was a kid all the time, and yeah. just anything Brazilian is great. So. Maybe you've got some Brazilian heritage somewhere down Maybe. the line. Maybe who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Next voice note is from Daniel. Hello, Daniel. How you doing, Daniel? Here we go. Hi, Piss. I just wanted to say thank you very much. You started your podcast when I started watching F1, and it's really helped me. Just well, learn to know as much as I do about F1 now. You kind of helped me, and we've learned along the way together. So yeah, thank you. All right, well, that wasn't a question, but Daniel, that was a sweet, sweet voice message. So thank you so much. Do you know what? I, usually I joke and I say no one would learn anything from this show because we chat shit. Yeah. But we actually get quite a lot of people say to us, we've actually learned something from this show, which is amazing. I like that. Because we're learning as well. We, had no, we don't know any of this stuff before we started doing this show. So This place was always intended to be a safe spot for people who didn't know anything either. That was always it, wasn't it? We always yeah. said people can laugh at us or learn with us. We don't mind. We're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Next question is from a guy called Declan Wright, and I've just gone on his profile here, and uh, it says he's a racing driver. Oh. So, this could be an interesting question. Okay. Well, what you got for us, Declan? Here we go, Dec. Yo, I think you guys should do a track day at Silverstone, Donington or something, maybe Brands Hatch if you're down there. Do a track day in a single-seater, and it'll just give you a little experience of it, and then you'll be able to talk say to the drivers up? more and relate more with them. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be quite cool to see you guys in the car going around. Totally agree, Declan. I I agree with well, that. Well, I was hoping he was going to say at the end, I've got an F1 car or something. I've got, yeah, I've got an F4 <laughs> if you want to hop in. I mean, Declan, we completely agree. If anyone listening out there has any idea of where we can do a good track day or if there's anywhere we could potentially drive. I know Silverstone do the F4 experience. Yeah. That's something I would love to do. That'd be really do. cool. It would be hilarious. Mr. T fair. hasn't sent a voice note, but he just said, how was the wedding? Uh, Mr. T, it was wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, quite a few people sent um, actual <clears throat> messages, but obviously you wanted voice notes. This one's interesting. This is from a person called Senna. Okay. Okay. Here we go from Senna. Hey, boys. I'm Senna from the, from the Netherlands. Yeah. Or from Holland. Let's go. That's how you want to say it. How did you guys start about thinking to do a pot? I would like to do a pod, but I'm 15 years old and don't need, don't really know how to start. Later, guys. Senna, you've asked the right people, my friend, because we, we've we explained this story a lot of times, so yeah, we'll keep yeah. it short, but we kept it very grassroots, very DIY. Um, all you need is a, is a laptop or a computer. You don't even really need that. You can even do it on your phone. I'm sure you could do it with through your phone. Um, and just find something that you're passionate about, which is, I guess, would be Formula One. But you don't need to know everything about. You don't. You don't. I mean, you have to put a little bit of work in to kind of think about the topics you want to talk yeah. about. But not knowing everything is okay. It's fine to do that. I feel like we're a good kind of way to, to judge it. We didn't know anything about F1. And just start recording. And you'll probably listen to your voice back and you'll probably think, God, I sound horrendous. But just swallow your pride, put it out there. 
and keep consistent. I, there's even times, even now, where I still don't even like being in the room when Fab's editing the pods or when you're editing the videos. No. Even though we're like a hundred and something episodes in, I still hate hearing myself. I, I am the most over-analytical person in the world. I hate everything I say. Mm -hmm. And that is something that is going to be there forever. But it's about being able to forget that and just pushing forward and being consistent. Yep. And I think that's how you'd build a successful podcast from the beginning. is key. Next question, or at least voice note, is from Fion. Fion Lynch. Hello, Fion. Hey, lads. <laughs> is there any like track on blind. the F1 calendar you would get rid of? And what Ooh. track would you replace it with? For example, a track from another series or from a previous year on F1? From another series. I don't know which track I would get rid of. I'll think about it in a sec. But I can say straight away the track that I would love for them to go back and race again would be the Nurburgring. Oh, yeah. It would just be so dangerous. And it's so big, though. Or Brands Hatch. See, Brands Hatch would be amazing. because Just because I'd love there to be another race in England. But then yeah. a bit of me thinks they could probably go to another country. Like I would love there to be a race in Africa. I do think that would it's be... I think it's coming. No. Nope. It's been completely cancelled. It's been. It's. I've seen it in the last couple of days. Something we haven't spoke about on the pod. All plans wiped for, Why? The, for the African one that they Why? had. Just it's political reasons. I. I don't know. God but currently, damn. but every plan that they had for a race. So. So what would you wipe though? What race would you wipe? Which, <laughs> well, France went, didn't it? Do you think France will come back? Uh, I don't know. And I can see why the drivers don't like that circuit. At first, I didn't. I didn't really understand. At first, why. I liked it. Yeah, I don't like it anymore. Really? Nah. Okay. It's too, uh, it's too much too much runoff. There's not enough danger involved. Well, on, if you said right now your favourite and your least favourite of the current tracks. Like my favourite is Ooh. Mexico. I absolutely love Mexico. Maybe because I just love driving around it. Um, I think Mexican people are amazing as well. Like but everything about Mexico is fun. And my least favourite track on the current... Like genuinely, I have to be... Oh, I don't know. My least favourite. I would say... Just looking at the F1. Yeah, you got the you got the thing there in front thing of you. Here. Oh, it's tough. They're all really good. Do you know what? This could be a controversial one, but I would genuinely say get rid of Miami. We just got there. Miami's just. And what don't you like about Miami? Um, what Billy Munger spoke about a little bit on our episode with him. If you haven't heard it, check it out. The Pravada around it. The yeah, but that's going to be all the American all of that stuff. That's gonna. That's gonna. Stay I don't know. Now. It's just. I think that's kind of. Uh, it's Miami in general. And also, I just don't think it's a great track. Yeah, the We didn't see amazing. much action on it this year. We didn't see much action on it last year. And any time that you try and make a street into a circuit, it hasn't been built to be raced on. You know, Monaco is just one of those classic tracks. It shouldn't really be raced on now because the cars are so big, but we love the fact that it still is. You have other tracks like Saudi Arabia, super tight, super fast, mm. but you don't see a lot of overtaking there either. Any kind of street track, you are compromising racing a little bit compared to a purpose-built circuit. So I I'm a fan of most of the tracks on the grid at the minute, um, but I would probably get rid of Miami. I definitely would have said get rid of Monaco before Monaco this year. Like qualifying in Monaco this year was great, but realistically, like you just said, the cars are too big for Monaco now. So unless the cars are going to get smaller, mm. you are going to have year, some years where Monaco is just probably really boring where there could be a better race. But then again, it's Monaco. So it's like, so, uh, it's... It's identifying the issue. And the issue with Monaco isn't Monaco. It's the cars. And I think... But the issue with Miami is Miami, not the cars. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? I know I know what you mean, but I do think all the American races are going to be just like Miami. Like I think the the Pravado and the I love it. I, I think it's great. I think the walkout thing was amazing. I just think it needed to be better. I think each driver needed to say something on the mic. Because like Lewis come out and he said something to the guy. And I felt like each driver should have come out and just been said something and it would have been like a proper walkout then. It could have been done better. Look, I'll cut Miami some slack because it's been, you know, it's only been two years. I think it could get better. I don't know. Vegas is going to be an interesting Maybe one. we're just saying that because we're gutted we weren't there. If we were there, I'm sure Miami would have been amazing. <laughs> Next voice note is from Ella. Hey, guys. Love the podcast a lot. Um, how oh, do you feel? Wow, she's American. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> about people saying Charlotte Claire is now considered the least successful Alfa Romeo driver for the team from 2018 to 2021 because Marcus Erickson won Indy 500, Kimi won the 2007 F1 championship, and now Antonio Giovinazzi winning Le Mans, especially since Charles wow. is so loved in F1. It's really surprising to think about. Wow, I never would have thought of that. Al- she said Alfa Romeo. So driver. she's saying since Charles was at Alfa Romeo, mm. she's saying all the other Alfa Romeo drivers that have been there and gone on to do something, Raikkonen, Giovinazzi, Raikkonen Marcus was Erickson. at Alfa Romeo. Yeah, when we started watching F one. Oh, of course, yeah, he yeah. was in the last year. They've all gone on to win and do stuff, and Charles Leclerc still. They're saying he's the least successful one from there. This is just. I'm going to diverge very, very quickly. At the wedding last night, I didn't tell you about this, but I was chatting to a lad there for ages. I was making eye contact with you. I had puppy eyes because I really wanted to come talk to you, but I was chatting to this other lad. And uh, he, this is interesting, he uh, builds the engines for IndyCar. So he works for Chevrolet. Oh, okay. Two different engines in IndyCar, Honda, Chevrolet. He works, uh, he was saying Honda have a lot more money, so it's kind of unfair, but he works for Chevrolet. He, He designs the spark plugs. So if the spark plugs go wrong, it's fucking his fault. Um, where was I going with this? And he was talking, I said to him, if we could have any indie car driver on the pod, who would you recommend? And he said, Marcus Ericsson. I don't know a lot about Marcus Ericsson, but she's just mentioned him there. So we're going to have to go after Marcus Ericsson. I guess so. We'll put the rod out there now. If anyone listening knows Marcus Ericsson, <clears throat> we would love him on the pod. I'm sure we'll, we'll send him a message and see what we can get. But how do you feel about that? Do you think Charles Leclerc is, what do you think about Charles? Like I said this a few pods ago. Look, the guy's got absolutely everything going for him. He's ridiculously handsome. He can play the piano. He can probably <laughs> sing like a fucking angel. He doesn't need F1. Like, I'm glad that he's doing yeah, but it. he wants to be an F1. All he wants is to be an F1 world champion. That's his career. That's of course. His... Every, every, every driver on the grid wants to be a world champion. But all I'm saying is, is that once the guy isn't an F1 anymore, he really hasn't got to worry because he's going to do some amazing shit. Right? Here's an ultimatum for you, though. To Ferrari as a team, they don't give a shit if Charles Leclerc's good looking or can play piano. Like, if he doesn't start performing, he won't be a Ferrari driver anymore. He won't just stay at Ferrari year after year and not put not performing in that car. Well, I don't when, know if it's I don't know if it's Leclerc don't who's know if the it's issue. Leclerc the car, but Ferrari. No, I do know. I think it's the car. Yeah, it probably is. Not the just car. the car; it's the team as well. But Charles makes a lot of mistakes himself. Like he's got he's to blame for some of the issues as well. Like that has happened for sure. For and then sure. that makes you think, like, how long? Will that go on before Ferrari go, well, we're Ferrari. We know they're quite a bold team that would make a move and do something if they had to do. I think they're the issue. You think right now they're the issue? I, Leclerc's, not, Leclerc's not perfect. No driver is. But I think the, the, the issue is, is more with the team than it is with Leclerc. Who do you think's the better Ferrari driver? Leclerc. 
than Sainz. Yeah, I do. I think Leclerc's better in one lap, Sainz is better in a race. It's marginal. But yeah, it's, sometimes it's, it can be the other it's way around. So. I mean, obviously, no disrespect to Carlos Sainz because he's clearly an unbelievable driver as well, but I, I would probably pick Leclerc. Mm. There's a load of voice notes here. There's no way we're going to be able to get for them all. It's, no, it's, we'll do... it's 11 o'clock now. We've got, we got to leave soon. I know. Let's, the... do, let's do one more then. Okay, give us one more. It's an hour-long pod of just me and you. That is a special episode for I a know, Monday. I know, I know. I hope everyone has a lovely week, by the way. Um, let's go with Robin, because I like the name. I just wanted to send a quick message with a question and also uh, I love your podcast it's great to listen to people who are new to the sport and have some uh, new insights thank you and it's also a lot of fun to listen to it uh, but yeah my question for you is if Max was in any other car would he still be able to challenge for this championship mm. do you think considering he's probably one of the better drivers on the grid right now, if not the best. No. 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 What, you think any other car's yes. touching the Red Bull? Yeah. Which car's touching a Red Bull? I, I, mate, it's a, such a tricky one. I don't think it's just car with Red Bull. It's pretty proven by the gap between Max and Perez. Perez is a very good driver. Yeah. For, for me, I do think Max would win in a Ferrari. I do think he'd win in a Mercedes. I don't think he'd win in a McLaren. I do think he'd win in an Alpine. I genuinely do. In an Alpine? Yeah, I, I genuinely do think Max is that good. What about the Aston? Good. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah, he'd win in an what Aston. What made you say Alpine? They're just Alpine are quick, aren't they? Ocon proved it in Monaco, come third. They've been quite consistent. Gazi's actually looking better. Okay. No, yeah, for me, it's, uh, don't get me wrong. There's been times on this pod where I've probably been ridiculous and been like, Red Bull is so good, Red Bull is so good. Mm. The car is clearly unbelievable. That orange juice is so really you, working. So you really think that this season, if he was to step into another car on the grid, he could still win? I really do strongly really? believe that I think Max might be the greatest F1 driver <clears> of all time. That and wasn't I, the question, though. No, yeah, but... You think he could step in any other car on this grid this season and win a race? But then you have the argument, Lewis Hamilton's one of the best ever and he can't win currently in a Mercedes. So if Max went there, how would he win in a Mercedes? It's not happening, man. It's not but happening. if Max went in a Mercedes... Uh, I don't know. I, if Max wasn't in that Red Bull, though, and Max was in the Mercedes... Put would, Lewis in a Red Bull like now, halfway through the season, and he's won the championship. <laughs> I just there just would be nowhere near as a gap. Hundred percent. There'd just be nowhere. What was that? Put Lewis in a Red Bull now, and he's won the championship. Yeah, completely disagree. Where Com is he? What's the point, sir? Completely disagree. Like I think Lewis is is great, but I think Max is above him now. Like I think, it, and that's that's, that's fucking. That's bold, not just me. Man. No, I'm happy to sit that's here. Bold. No, Lewis is amazing. <laughs> Obviously, he's one of the goats and I love watching him and I want him to win his eighth world championship. Max isn't even 100 points ahead of Lewis. He's like 90 points, 80 points ahead of Lewis. 83 points ahead of Lewis. Bro, you have to give credit where credit's due. Max literally is like one, got the record for the most wins in a season last year. Look what he's doing this year. Look at the gap he pulls on the field. Even the gap to Perez. It's Lewis disgusting. has pretty much every record under the sun. Yeah, but not the one of most wins in a season. You flip, that's arguably because of the car, you flip Lewis and Max now. Mercedes won for like seven years in a row, though. If he was going to win that, that, get that record that Max has for wins in a season, Lewis should have got it in that no, Mercedes it's consistency. No, because it's different, because there hasn't been this much of a gap between the other teams. 
it was still it was more competitive before. Even though Mercedes are winning all the time, it was mm. still competitive. You look at the standings. If you swap Max and Lewis now, I think Lewis could take the championship. I do. Okay, so do they keep their points? Yeah. So if there was a driver swap right now of Max to Mercedes and Lewis to Red Max, Bull. Max currently today has 170 points. Lewis has 87. And you think Lewis would win the championship? I do think he'd win the championship. That is a really interesting thing to leave the pod on. Our Instagram is at pitstop. Send us a message, Lewis or Max. Who would win the championship <laughs> if that happened? I think Max. I genuinely do think, well, the Mercedes was quick last week. I think Lewis would take it 100 Well, one of us is right, one of us is wrong, but ultimately no one will ever know. No one will know. Or maybe they will. Or maybe they will. (laughs) Is it going to happen? I imagine we just wake up tomorrow. Breaking news. I might have some sneaky, sneaky intel. No, we'll save that for Thursday. Wink, wink. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Pit Stop Podcast. Hopefully we didn't say anything outrageous this week. Please rate the podcast five stars. It'll really help. Hit the follow button and the like button as well. If you just click that button, it is good. Um... Happy Monday. Hope you have an amazing week. Hope you've enjoyed this hour-long special. Hope you're looking forward to Thursday's episode we where we're going to be all talking Gumball. all things Canada. And all about Gumball. And Gumball. I don't know if there's going to be much to remember, to be honest. But. We've literally... I can't believe we're going to a club on a Sunday night at midnight. That is absolutely crazy. Just, just don't think about it. Let's just show up and just, just take it all in. Okay. Party on a Sunday night. Let's have it. Thank you very much for listening to the Pit Stop Podcast, and we'll see you guys on Thursday. Goodbye. Woo!